This is the Mend It Pass podcast with Chadwick Hayward, episode number nine. Welcome to MendItPass.com. Let's get back to bed. Hello, Pathmenders. Thank you so much for joining me for the ninth episode of the Mended Paths podcast. Today, I'm joined by Jason Cohen, an entrepreneur and photographer at Jason Cohen Photography. Not only did Jason lose over 100 pounds, he is currently producing a weekly podcast called Big Change the Film Podcast. This is preparation work for a documentary that will be released in the future called Big Change the Film. Jason's podcast and eventual film shares the inspirational stories of real people who've achieved significant weight loss through sustainable diet and lifestyle changes. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Jason. It's fantastic to have you here. Thanks for the opportunity. So I actually came across your name when I was speaking with Tim Kaufman a couple of weeks ago, and he was mentioning a documentary that you're working on. Do you want to start by talking a little bit about what, what you got going on there? Yeah, so I know Tim. Um, we kind of connected through, uh, we've got a mutual friend through Josh Lajani, who's actually just right down the road from me. And uh, basically, you know, I kind of had my own set of changes that's kind of happened over the last six or seven years. I previously was around 300 pounds, you know, 297 was the highest weight that I knew about, but I avoided the scale like the plague. So I'm confident that it was above that at some point. And um, just through a kind of a perfect storm of events, ended up just realizing that, um, you know, maybe I could do something about it uh, when previously I'd been living under the assumption for most of my adult life and even before then that, you know, my weight and my was just my circumstances and there was nothing I could do about it. And so, you know, I started um, kind of somebody gave me a bicycle as a gift uh, that kind of was a was a starting point for me. A couple other thing, things happened. And then I just started losing the weight. And then, you know, fast forward to several years later, I look much different. Uh, life looks a lot different for me now. And, um, you know, big, I realized that a big part of the reason that I'm where I am today is because of the fact that people gave back to me um, and people encouraged me and people gave me time. And um, and I realized at some point that, you know, in order to to really, you know, be a good steward of that, that I had to I had to be part of that process giving forward as well. And so, um, you know, long story short, had the idea to, to, to maybe try and provide some inspiration for people and, um, ended up spending a couple of days filming Josh Lajani. Um, and then ended up filming, um, you know, we just got back from t- filming Tim and really the idea is to do a full length documentary that, um, that kind of follows four people who've all lost significant amounts of weight, um, and have been able to keep it off. And hopefully that, that documentary would serve as a way for, you know, people like my former self who thought that they were just kind of stuck in a, in a, in a prison of their own body as, you know, some people might put it, um, that they can see real life people that there's nothing special about them, um, and see that, you know, really they can take control of their life and, and that there's a life for them that they maybe even never imagined there was before. Okay, cool. That's, that's awesome. So you had mentioned like uh, a lot of people say health is a gift, like the gift of health. And your transition personally really started with a gift of a bike, right? So yeah. I guess how did your transition transpire? Like was it all just a uh, increase in physical activity initially or Yeah, you know, honestly, I anything in the physical or in the eating world would have been a a move in the right direction for me. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, I, I kind of joke and say everything I ate was beige before, you know, if you were to... Oh, yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> if you were to look at me on, you know, Thanksgiving Day or on every day at lunch, I mean, everything was a different shade of beige, basically. Um, and so any difference there would have been a positive difference. And then, you know, for the most part, my life was pretty sedative. So in the same way, any move would have, you know, in any direction would have been a positive thing. And so... Um, you know, I, uh, while I got the bike, I also lost a friend, I think, you know, prematurely, um, sorry. Who, was, who was not that much older than me and actually looked a lot better than me and kind of was a little bit of a wake up call. You know, I just realized, Hey, I'm not that far out. I saw other friends who are a little older than me who are experiencing what most people would refer to as just, you know, dealing with old age, yeah. um, as far as, you know, having problems, having surgeries, you know, becoming bigger and I just realized, you know, I was I was a couple of years out from 30 and I realized, OK, if there's any time to do something, now is the time. And, you know, if it if it is true that I'm just given the set of circumstances, nothing I can do, then that's one thing. But there's maybe a chance that there's actually something else lying underneath that. And maybe I had never really given it a real try, you know. And so, okay. um, yeah, so it, it kind of just started out and then I. Um, which ended up being a great thing, kind of ironic in the end, but I did a weight loss competition with a friend for six months and, uh, I, I picked somebody who was extremely competitive and, uh, I knew six months, months was long enough to where I actually would have to commit to something. Um, and so I ended up winning that competition. Ironically, the prize was to a really nice restaurant uh, <laughs> and we gorged ourselves. And then, you know, at some point, well, at that point, I lost uh, 50 pounds. I lost 10 pounds before the competition, 40 in the competition. Okay. And I just kind of had this realization that, like, wait, there's something going on here. You know, there's there's a possibility here that I previously thought was impossible. And so, you know, it was kind of a – when I got to the end of that competition, I really – I saw potential that I hadn't seen previously. And I was like – I felt like I was I was on the door, you know, knocking at the door, realizing there was a lot more behind it. So it, it gave you hope, essentially. Yeah, it gave me hope and it gave me a lot of motivation. It gave me like a little bit of, you know, not say a little bit, it gave me a lot of self-confidence confidence in myself that previously I just didn't have. Okay. So did you and your challenge partner follow the same approach to losing weight? No, 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 no. I mean, it was it was very much the tortoise and the hare. Um, <laughs> the hare, I was the tortoise. You know, I was like, I, I, I saw... I realized that six months was a long time to do anything. Yeah. And I would, I would talk to anybody. I would, I would go everywhere, which now in hindsight, you know, at the time I was just doing kind of what naturally exists within me as far as being an outgoing person and being curious. But I was asking everybody like, Hey, you know, if you lost weight, you know, what did you do? Or I would, I would tell people everywhere I would go about the weight loss competition. So what that meant was that people would always ask me about how I was doing. So yeah. without really realizing it, I was kind of throwing it out there and putting it in front of people, realizing that it was without realizing that that was going to kind of create in a way some accountability. Totally. That I, I maybe wouldn't have had otherwise. Okay. So yeah. And unfortunately he, you know, he came out blazing um, I came out really slow. He ended up actually gaining weight during the competition. Um, Seriously? <laughs> I, I actually, uh, I lost about 40. Um, the other reason I was extremely motivated is it was at a nice restaurant with a really nice wine menu and I knew he really liked wine. So I knew it was going to cost me a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I was, so I was thinking, you know, I was seeing hundreds of dollars and I was like, man, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to lose that much money. Yeah. So what did you do? What, what did those first uh, six months look like? Well, you know, I had the bicycle and my office at the time was probably around four miles away. 
So I started, you know, um, riding my bike to work. And, uh, I mean, initially I didn't think it was possible. And then I, I started doing it and I started really enjoying it. And then it started, you know, I would, I'd have a mental clarity when I got to work hmm. that I just didn't have previously, or I'd have an excitement I'd have some energy that, you know, previously I just, it just didn't exist. And so, you know, that played a huge role. That kind of is where my, my love for cycling began. Um, and then I ended up, you know, using that kind of when I was in town as a primary mode of transportation when I could, when weather allowed. Um, and then, you know, I would, I would just, you know, I started trying things. I mean, I was extremely picky eater, eater as a kid. Um, and so, you know, I'm still today, seven years later, still trying things for the first time because, you know, the pickiness has, has carried me through. <laughs> um, and I eat things now that I would have never imagined eating before. And so it was a slow process, but again, you know, any move in the right direction, you know, anything but macaroni and cheese and pizza, which was like, you know, as my wife and I called it the bachelor special, because we could, we could both eat for like, you know, $3 or we'd both go to the Chinese restaurant and split a meal for like six bucks. Yeah. When we were in college, that's what we ate, you know, and it was, it was cheap. It was efficient. And of course it was extremely pleasurable. And so any, you know, any change from general Sal's mac and cheese and Totino's 99 cent pizza you know, even if that was just iceberg lettuce, like it was a positive direction change. Yeah. Yeah. Iceberg lettuce doesn't add a ton of nutrition, but it's not <laughs> a ton of crap either. Yeah. Well, when you, when you compare it to Velveeta cheese lovers, That's you know, right. the nutrition, <laughs> <laughs> it's, when it's, when it's a negative compared to a neutral, it's still higher. That's right. Okay. So for the most part, it was ex well, I guess it was a combination between exercise and just being more cognizant of what you ate. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I gone from basically most of my adult life, uh, at least in the, in, in, you know, the recent past of, of always being at a, at a calorie excess and at a food excess hmm. to where I was more moderating, okay. you know, even, if it, even if it wasn't on purpose, you know, and then I was eating, I mean, I, I made, I, I hate to use the word mistake, but compared to where kind of, you know, I eat, today or the things that I really enjoy today, it's, it's vastly different. But, you know, I was eating, you know, meal replacement bars from, you know, the gas station yeah. and, you know, just anything. But again, you know, from a caloric standpoint and from just a quantity standpoint, it was still a move in the right direction. Okay. So, yeah. And it was, you know, this whole thing has just been one grand experiment. I mean, even my, my transition to how I eat now really began as an experiment because I said to myself, I'm willing to, you know, I'd hit a plateau in my weight loss and I said, I'm willing to do anything for two or three months. You know, I can endure anything for two or three months to yeah. lose some weight. And that was kind of my attitude. I would try anything. You know, if somebody said I needed to bounce around on a mini trampoline, I would do that <laughs> if I needed to, if I needed to, you know, eat, uh, these terrible, you know, meal replacement shakes, I would do that. Cause I was, you know, I was motivated. Yeah. So did you, so really it was like you were, you were basing your diet on intuition. You didn't really go out and seek out new information on what is good, what isn't. It was just yeah, intuition would be a generous word. Um, more like more like roaming around in the dark with a pinpoint flashlight, and every <laughs> once in a while you kind of find something. That's awesome. Okay, so what's your diet look like now then? So right now it's it's whole food, plant based, and uh, you know, like I said, it, it kind of began as a an, as an experiment. Um, yep. It's actually funny because. I one day woke up and said, you know, I'm just going to try vegetarian for a little bit. And okay. I just kind of announced this to my wife 
and she was not thrilled about the idea because that you know she was the one who really cooked, and it meant you know preparing two different sets of food and uh, you know my attitude was you can do whatever you want but this is just kind of what I'm doing and you know what I what happened whenever I kind of tried making the switch to vegetarian which was a big deal because previously I didn't really eat vegetables um, was that I started feeling better and my energy levels were higher. And that was something that I really didn't anticipate, but kind of just came as a, as a side effect in a way. Okay. Uh, and then once I started feeling better, it was like, wow, like this is like, maybe there's something to this. And then, you know, that kind of was a transition to, I came home one day and announced to my wife, Hey, I think I'm going to, I'm going to do vegan for like a month, you know, just again, as a, as an experiment. Yeah. And uh, she was like, are you kidding me? You know, like, you and your crazy ideas again, and then, um, you know, it took a couple of days and then, and then, you know, we made that transition and that's been, you know, phenomenal. And, you know, like I, I used to have bad allergy issues and that is, is for the most part non-existent these days. That's awesome. And so, you know, there've just kind of been some things that were not necessarily the intention or the part of the original plan, but just kind of worked out in the end. So at the beginning there, you said with uh, vegetarian, you said that, uh, your wife was resistant um, and that you were doing your own kind of thing. But then when you switched to vegan, you use the terminology, we switched after a couple of days. So did you find that your wife was resistant at first, but then quickly came on board or what was like her take oh, yeah. on it? I mean, I, I wouldn't want, I don't want to throw her under the bus. But <laughs> she, would, she would argue with the fact that she was definitely not thrilled with it, you know, cause again, um, which uh, not to get off topic, but uh, you know, kind of an, an, another unintended um, benefit from this whole thing is, is that I never cooked before. I would literally wait hmm. on the couch, you know, on my computer for my wife to say dinner's ready. And part of that was a not interest. Part of that was also, you know, she kind of viewed it as I was in the way and I didn't know what I was doing as well. Hmm. And so in the process of all this, now we've kind of unlocked this part of our relationship that we just previously were not connected with, which is we love to cook now together. We love to be in the kitchen. We love to experience new things. And, you know, it's a collaboration instead of like, you know, we're at war with each other when we're in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and so. Well, that's awesome. She was, yeah, but initially she was hesitant, you know, because again, I had just, I'm kind of a, I'm a, I'm a switch on or switch off kind of person. And so when I decided she knew that, that meant that I wasn't going to eat X, Y, Z, what we probably already had in the fridge that she yeah. had already gone shopping for. And that meant if we went to a friend's house or a restaurant or if we had a favorite meal that I wasn't going to eat that anymore. And, you know, for her, she's more of a planner and she's more of a, you know, and, and again, for me, like, and I, I think, you know, for me, it was a great way to look at it. This is, this has been one grand experiment, which for me, if I look back on it, it's worked out pretty well as an experiment. Oh yeah. I would say so. Cause well, how much, how much weight have you lost since you so began? I'm down, yeah. So I'm down to like 171, 172. So I'm down about 125 pounds. Well, that's incredible. Yeah. So it's been good. It's, uh, it's been really good. And so you said that's about six years or so. Yeah, probably six, seven. I don't, I don't have an exact date on, you know, whenever I remember there was a time when I got on the scale and I saw 297 and I said, my, I said to myself, you know, basically I won't let you get above 300 pounds. And that was kind of a, a very strong turning point for me, at okay. least mentally. But I don't, unfortunately I don't have, you know, I don't have any like pictures or data. I mean, I have pictures of me like with friends, but I don't, I hadn't really 
started. You don't have a before picture per se. Yeah. And I I mean, I have plenty of pictures of me before in social situations where it clearly does not look like what I look like now, but I didn't, you know, I know some people have kind of like a start date with like a shirt, a picture with their shirt off and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so for me, I don't, I don't have a date that was, you know, very definitive. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. I, it was a slow transition. So it wasn't like, it wasn't like I woke up this morning and said, okay, I'm right. now getting into shape and losing all this weight. And therefore let, let's take a picture and progress my way through. So I, I totally get where you're coming from on that. No, that's, that's incredible. So like, oh, how, how long have you been maintaining, like how, to get, to lose that hundred pounds? Did it take you the full six years? I'm assuming not. No, I've probably been a hundred pounds down for like two or three years now. And then, you know, to be honest with you, it's just been a, a, a slow kind of honing of sorts. I mean, I would still say, you know, my, in my mind, I'm still not finished. You know, I'm still I'm still working towards something. Um, and it's the, it's the same motivation that motivated me to, to, you know, get from 297 to 295 is the same motivation that, you know, motivates me to get from 171 to 169 or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's a continual, you know, and I'm, I'm totally open to experimentation. So I've been, I've been running a ton. It's something that previously I had never done before. And I had always said that, you know, like I couldn't run because of my knee would hurt and things like that. Sure. Yeah. And, and now I run all the time. So, you know, the, the experiment uh, continues. That's awesome. And so has your wife saw benefits as well? Yeah, she was never nearly, uh, you know, she didn't have uh, nearly the amount of weight to lose. She definitely, if you look at old pictures, she's definitely thinned out significantly. Um, and then she's also, you know, just reaped the benefits of, of energy and feeling better. And, um, you know, we used to, the things that we enjoy doing together have just changed dramatically. So most of the things okay. that we do now, um, you know, are, are typically, you know, in, in an ideal situation, we're going to go for a for a bike ride together or we're going to go kayaking together or go running together, which if you'd have told me that eight years ago, I would have <laughs> laughed at you. Um, but those are the things that we, you know, we really enjoy. We really enjoy going hiking together. And so the things that we enjoy doing, you know, number one are no longer in front of a TV, which wasn't that we necessarily enjoyed it. It was just kind of what we did before. Yeah. And, and now, you know, we get to do things that, that are going to hopefully improve our quality of life improve our longevity, um, give us also time that we can kind of be purely together. And so, yeah, I think she's, I think she's seen some huge benefits when you look at her physically, you know, she also, you know, weighed less than half of what I weighed. So the amount that she had to lose, you know, was, was not nearly as much, but there's definitely still a, a bit of a difference. She looks good. She looks That's good. awesome. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, I hear this theme coming up so much that like you, you start to want to move more. It's like right, your body right. tells you that, no, like where you would come home and sit on the couch because you were so exhausted after your day of work or whatnot. Your body now tells you that it's like, no, I don't, I don't want to sit down. You've got to do something. Right. And it kind of sounds a little cheesy, you know, and I, I, I get it, but it's so true. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how you just don't think that those things are kind of there waiting for you. And truly they are. Yeah. So how, like how much do you, uh, bike and run and whatnot now? Well, so these days I, um, running has kind of taken over, um, just because, uh, of time. I just, it, you know, proves to be the most efficient. Yeah. Um, you know, like this morning I went for a ride and it really wasn't that long. I had to leave the house at six thirty. I didn't get back till after 10. 
you know, I could have, I could have, you know, gotten the same amount of quote unquote exercise running in an hour or two, uh, instead of, you know, yeah. Calories burned three plus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I usually, I still, you know, really love commuting around town as far as on the bicycle. So I typically try and ride a bit and then I try and work in a little bit of weights here and there. Um, and then actually on Monday I'm leaving for a bike trip. So I've really been trying to get my legs under me for the bike. Um, just because I've not been preparing <laughs> properly. <laughs> so what, what kind of bike trip are you going on? Well, there's a, uh, there's a, a highway that goes between Nashville and Natchez called the, Na- the, the Natchez trace. Okay. And, uh, I think it's like 400, just shy of 450 miles. And so it's close to commercial vehicles and the speed limit is a bit, a bit lower than, you know, what you would find on other highways. Okay. And they're supposed, supposedly used to seeing cyclists and there's a bunch of, you know, places where you can camp, get water, things like that. So a buddy of mine are going to go and do it. And then we'll probably hopefully knock out about 70 miles a day and it'll take us, you know, somewhere in the, somewhere in the seven, seven day mark. That's so, awesome. So it's not like a competition or anything. It's just, you're good. No, no, no. This is the what only, you do for fun now. Yeah. I just have to, I just have to get to my car, uh, on the South end of it. So the only competition is actually getting back to the car to be able to drive home. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so. awesome. It'll be fun. Cool. So what's your video looking like? Like your documentary that you've already obviously interviewed Josh, right? And Tim, right. You said there's going to be four people you're, you're kind of, uh, featuring. Yeah. So whenever I initially, you know, I filmed Josh, I had, you know, it was, it was really just an idea. And I have a buddy who, of mine who we do photo and video work together. And I just kind of pitched the idea to him. I said, look, I'm, you know, my, I kind of have this vision for doing a documentary on, on, on four people who've all lost significant amounts of weight. At the time, you know, a lot of weight lost to me was 100 pounds. Yeah. Little did I know I would be talking to people all the time who've lost like 200 plus pounds. And so I basically, you know, pitched the idea to Josh. And we went down and filmed him, put something out there, just kind of – to recap his story and then I started getting requests. And so, you know, knowing that I couldn't, I didn't have the time or money to start traveling all these different people. I basically started doing Skype interviews. And so those get turned into weekly, you know, YouTube interviews and a podcast. And then kind of from that, basically meeting people, getting connections. And then the idea is that that would lead to having four people total. So we've done Josh, we've done Tim the idea is that I would love to have as, um, you know, kind of socially diverse, but also geographically diverse group of people as possible. Okay. Um, so that no matter who it is sits down to watch the documentary, that hopefully they'll be able to connect with one or more people. And so, you know, right now I have two guys who've lost over uh, 200 pounds each. My goal is, is that the next two people would hopefully be women um, so that, you know, it's not just all guys. Yeah. And, um, Hopefully, you know, Josh is in Louisiana, Tim is in uh, Buffalo. So hopefully we would also be able to kind of provide some geographical diversity in there so that, you know, if somebody's watching it in a completely different part of the country that they can say, you know, well, that person talks like I talk like, or, you know, they used to eat like I, I ate. They can relate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and really the idea came from, you know, I was on my bicycle trainer one day, it was raining outside and I was looking through Netflix through documentaries and. I pretty much watched most of them that I was interested in and I realized there was a lot of great information 
But for the person who maybe is sitting there who is, you know, even 40 pounds overweight or 100 pounds or 200 pounds overweight, that it may be hard to relate to some of those things. And and I, I just thought that there was kind of a hole missing in the inspiration realm for somebody just being able to kind of really connect and grab something and say, you know, this is possible. I can do this. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a lot of uh, people who just suffered heart attacks or that kind of thing. And like, there's a common theme where a lot of people find their changes after some sort of tragedy in their life. And so if, if you can get that spark before someone faces something terrible like that, that's obviously better, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I know, you know, statistically, I think that's, you know, people kind of point to exactly what you said as a, as oftentimes a, a big motivating factor for, for people. But then at the same time, I, I have to think at some level that is it that way because that's the only thing that's out there for people to see or people to realize. And, you know, I'm not saying that, that anything I could do could, you know, change humanity or anything, but hopefully, you know, I know that for myself personally, all I can do is kind of speak to my former self. Cause that's all that I know is that if somebody would have come alongside of me and show me somebody who had also lived under the same, you know, kind of lies that I had been living under and show me a different way that maybe that would have been enough that maybe, you know, you would have at least had a shot. Yeah. They don't have to have a a friend pass away or they don't have to have a a heart attack or a a parent have a heart attack that maybe they can, you know, save some years of, of torment and, uh, and frustration. Well, yeah. And if one person hears the message and changes their life and, and is happier and healthier for it, then awesome. Right. Absolutely. So where can people find your uh, podcast? So podcast me found, just look under iTunes or anywhere else you would get podcasts. It's um, Big Change the Film podcast. And then on YouTube, you can just search Big Change the Film. And um, I'll kind of, you know, each week is the is the plan to, to have a new person. I think we're somewhere around 25 or 26 episodes. Cool. And one cool thing that we do is I, I always add up the amount of the amount of pounds that have been um, lost thus far. And I think thus far, I think if I'm not mistaken, we're approaching around 4,000. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a lot of combined weight. I know. Yeah. Crazy to think. Yeah. I know what just over 25 people. That's, that's just incredible. Yeah. It's, it's staggering. And uh, it's a, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge blessing. It's a huge honor for, you know, a lot of times people open up to me and talk about things that, you know, I don't, then normally otherwise for at least for my own benefit, I would never be able to hear or, you know, just personal insights that, that you kind of live with or things that kind of, you know, put you down as a bigger person Yeah. that, uh, that there, you know, there's a commonality there. And, and, and the reality is, is that for a lot of people, you know, regardless of what they say or how they act and how jolly they are, like, it's not a, it's not a huge life to be desired. Um, and even if it's, you know, even if you don't struggle with the mental side of things, the physical side of things, and eventually the health side of things, you know, it's, it's something to be avoided. Life has to be a challenge at 300 pounds. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, my, my heart, uh, it was something I was never really, you know, my awareness certainly was not there previously. And it's something that my heart breaks daily whenever I see the people who are around me and the people who, you know, are my next door neighbors or who are in line with me. And I realize, you know, what life is like and the, and the struggles and, you know, the, the mental things that go on yeah. that are just, you know, they're less than, uh, less than ideal. 
well, and it's in, in hindsight, it's so easy to change, but when you're in that position, it doesn't necessarily seem that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we see a lot of like common themes amongst each of each individual's story, but there's always something new that someone can bring to the table. No, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and there's a, you know, just like, you know, you never know, there's a quote that says something, you know, you never know what battle somebody's, you know, fighting secretly or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm botching that, but I, the uh, gist is there. Yeah. But you know, there's a, there's a, there's, there's real, there's real stuff going on. And, you know, there's a, there's a clarity that I have now. There's a lightness that I have now, just not, not just, um, physically, but also emotionally that I also have come to realize that secretly a lot of people, you know, are also living with that heaviness. And a lot of these people who've, who've kind of come out on the other side also have a lightness. And, and, and like I said before, you know, like there's a life waiting for you. There was a life waiting for me at the other end of this that I never imagined that I wouldn't give up for the world now. Well, that's what I found most incredible is that like, you don't know what you're missing. Yeah. Right. Like even if you do know that you'd be healthier, if you lost some weight or, uh, you ate a little better, like the fog that's lifted from your mind, like the, the emotional side of it is you, you can't grasp that until you live it. Absolutely. So you said you're 25 episodes in right now. Like, let's say I'm listening to this right now and I'm, I'm like, well, these are the needle in the haystack. We're finding the individuals there. They must be so few and far between that. This isn't achievable for me. Like how difficult is it for you to find guests to come on your podcast? Like, is it, is it like searching through uh, a mountain to find one small diamond or? No, it's been, you know, through people like Josh and Tim and others. I, I do have a couple of people who are so well kind of connected or just have, you know, kind of a, a little bit, wider net that just continually connecting with people, uh, which has been phenomenal. Um, so far I haven't, you know, there's a contrary to what you turn on when you turn on the television. Um, there's no lack of people out there who are doing it. Um, and obviously with the wonders of the internet these days, it's easier than ever to, to, to get to meet those people. But it ought, and honestly hasn't been that tough. I'm sure as I get further and further in, you know, it, I might have to, you know, work a little harder to connect with some of those people rather than, you know, right now I kind of have a little bit of a, of a backlog of interviews, yeah, um, which has been phenomenal. And, uh, I, I hope that I sincerely hope that hopefully, you know, as our, as our audience grows, that that'll just become bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. People will start finding you as opposed to you reaching out to them. Correct. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, and so you do video with your uh, podcast do, as well. Yeah, I, I do video. Um, so far it has, it has worked out fairly well. I haven't had it bite me in the butt too bad. It was in a couple <laughs> of lag here and there. Um, and you know, kind of my idea with the video was, you know, kind of the idea with this whole thing is how do I make it as simple as possible? Hmm. I'm, I'm very low tech when it comes to this side of things, just because, you know, I think for some people, Again, like I said before, everything that I'm doing is really kind of geared towards my 300-pound self. And my 300-pound self probably wouldn't listen to a podcast. And, Fair enough. You know, right now, I listen. I have no problem listening to a three-hour podcast. But when I was that weight and when I had that, you know, kind of everything that, that comes along with that on the mental side of things that was weighing me down as well, I wasn't interested in, you know, a long-form thing. 
so, you know, and, and the other thing is that I'm a visual person. And so seeing somebody who's and seeing their picture before and after and seeing them actually sit there and talk in their home for me, it's kind of just the best medium. And, uh, fair enough. And so, yeah, so all of them are, are video. And I think I probably, I think I probably also get more views per video on the video side of things than I do downloads on the podcast. At okay. The yeah. And you're a photographer by background, right? I am. Yeah. Which that kind of, you know, to be honest, that made it very attainable for me to kind of take on this project, especially in the, uh, in the film side of things. I've been real fortunate that, um, Jamie O'Willian is the person who I've kind of partnered with and he's been the camera guy for both Josh and Tim, but I kind of have those, you know, resources available to me. Jamie's been kind enough to donate his time and equipment in order to kind of get this thing going. And so it's made it a lot more doable for me rather than somebody who, you know, didn't have any, I already had, you know, experience with video production and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, everything was kind of at my fingertips. Do you have a projected release date for the video? You know, I don't. First thing is going to be to, uh, well, first, first priority is to edit what we shot with Tim. We spent, you know, we spent two days with Josh. We spent four and a half days with Tim. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of information there, which was great. Um, and for Tim, you know, if it was Josh, I could probably call him and say, Hey, can we reshoot something tomorrow? And it wouldn't be a problem. Whereas for Tim being in Buffalo, I had to know that when we left that everything was, you know, tidied up. And the whole time we were there, Tim was just like, you know, He's like, we have to keep shooting, you know, we have to shoot again. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's late, it's early. I mean, we, we really packed in the days when we shot, we shot four and a half full days, basically once the sun was starting till, till the time the sun was, was over and beyond. That's incredible. And yeah, yeah. So, so then, so the next thing will be to, to edit something together from Tim, which I'd love to start working on once work kind of slows down for me. And then beyond that is to kind of narrow down into who our next two subjects are. Gotcha. And I don't, I don't have any, you know, exact on that. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of a big thing for me to ask somebody to let me invade their life and take over their schedule and take over, you know, their privacy for three or four days. So I want to make sure that, you know, those are people who, number one, don't think we're serial killers. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and then also, you know, there's a little bit of connection and that they're okay with us, you know, at nine o'clock me saying, no, we need to, we need to still film for another hour yeah. and go to bed late tonight and, you know, things like that. Well, they're, they're going to be opening their lives to the world. So yeah, that too, that's a, that's a kind of a big one. Josh and Tim are both kind of used to that. I think, uh, on different levels, you know, if you follow either of them on social media or anything, you know, they're, they're used to being in front of people. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, it's, it's extremely helpful. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm finding that as a common theme that, uh, people who have gone through these changes are, more than willing to open up and share their story and, and let people in. It's, it's like they've experienced vulnerability and, and now they're Absolutely. willing to, to let the world learn from, from what they've experienced. So Absolutely. have you found your transition has impacted your work at all? Obviously the documentary, but just in, in your day-to-day job or. Yeah. You know, I, um, one thing that's kind of, it's helped with, I used to have a lot of back issues. I mean, you know, whenever you, I know it's kind of cliche, but when you think about carrying around, I mean, I, I basically was carrying, giving my, my wife a piggyback ride at all times for, mm. you know, a lot of my adult life. And so I developed a lot of back issues. Um, I developed knee issues. Um, funny enough, my, my buddy who actually gave me the bicycle, um, you know, when I first got on the bicycle, I was 300 pounds 
And my initial thought was, what the heck are you doing giving a 300-pound man a bicycle? <laughs> and so a couple weeks ago, uh, we went for a run, and you know, we ran for well over an hour. And he and and he actually hasn't been running, so he was. I was kind of the better one in shape, which is highly ironic. Um, and at least running shape. Yeah. And you know, he said he said to me, he said, you know, you used to tell me you couldn't run because your knee because your knee couldn't take it. And, or your knees couldn't take it. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just a lot more, I'm just a lot better equipped for a lot of jobs now, you know, in terms of, especially long days. Yeah. Uh, one thing I've noticed, you know, if I'm, if I'm working on a set or if I'm in a situation where, you know, even, even the filming for the film, you know, like I have a, I have an amount of energy that far surpasses anything that I ever had before. And oftentimes that also goes for whoever's around me as well. You know, they kind of, they end up having, you know, po' boys and fried onion rings for lunch. And then we have a pretty unproductive afternoon. Yeah. And, um, I used to just down ibuprofen, you know, it was like four ibuprofen every three and a half hours. Oh my. You could have, you could have maybe four and I figured just round up. Why not? <sighs> and I know how to, how to kind of listen to my body now. And, um, and I have far less back issues than I ever had before, which is just, you know, it, it just makes quality of life both in work and, and outside of it a ton better. Well, my understanding is the capillaries in like the lower back are one of the smallest veins in your body. So they're the first that kind of experience the atherosclerosis. So like they get clogged up quickest. And a lot of people, when they experience like that lower back pain, it's actually the nerves being starved of oxygen because that's, that's where heart disease, the first symptom of it manifests so for a lot of people like it's not just carrying the weight it's like your body is not being able to uh, transmit blood and oxygen appropriately so when when i hear people tell me that like back pain has resolved it's it's fantastic in my mind because it tells you that your risk of of having that fatal heart attack which is i think like 50 percent of heart attacks the first sign are the first sign is a fatal heart attack so wow. anything that moves you in the direction away from that is going to be very beneficial right so no doubt yeah well like i said it it um it certainly feels you know just unbelievably better and it it definitely translates to work especially you know as i have if i have a long event or i just have a long day of shooting lots of travel you know it it uh it gives me a i hate to say competitive edge but in a lot of ways it does because i'm just I'm a lot more productive than I than I ever was before, and then a lot of than a lot of my peers as well. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I usually ask my guests if they have a piece of advice for pathmenders who are listening right now. Like, if if you were to break it down to one thing to tell them, what would that be? You know, I would say um, believe in yourself. Don't believe the lies that you've created for yourself or that other people have maybe created for you, and. Um, believe that you have the ability to change, love yourself enough to, to, to believe in that and to, and, and take, be willing to take a, you know, a bet on yourself. And then, you know, kind of in that same vein, the other thing is, is that, you know, give it a little bit of time. Don't, don't, you know, it took me a really long time to get to 297. So I can't expect that everything's just going to kind of fall off and life's going to be hunky dory Yeah. and, um, and give yourself some time and don't, don't try and rush the process. And then also, you know, try and find, try and find somebody else that, that'll, that'll believe in you and that'll, that'll kind of keep you accountable 
you know, even a small thing, my wife used to, you know, she knew that I wanted to make a change. So she would, she would do this, uh, you know, it's super simple, but she would cut up an apple for me every day. So I knew that when I, she's a teacher, so she typically would be out the door, you know, before me, but I knew that whenever I woke up in the morning and was, you know, leaving to go for a shoot or whatever, I had a meeting or whatever, there would be an apple cut up That's in awesome. the fridge for me. And, um, I'm just getting home now and I know that there's an apple in the fridge waiting for me cut up and, you know, it just makes a huge difference. And it's, it's, it's something simple, but it tells me, you know, that, that, Hey, I believe in you and that, you know, this is possible. Yeah. A lot of times people are lazy and they just want to grab whatever's available. And, and if, if you have junk food in your house, that's typically what you grab. But if you have fruit cut up and fresh and ready to go, then it makes that choice so much easier. Yeah, no. And we, we, you know, we, Sunday's kind of our, and it's kind of going off topic, but Sunday's kind of our prep day. And so we'll spend a couple hours on Sunday, just prepping food for the week, you know, cutting up carrots, making sauces, um, you know, making, you know, breakfast bars for me, just things that I know that, you know, I'll have the option to make a good decision Yeah. rather than, you know, given to my own devices, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to, I have to set up some systems to kind of, uh, ensure success. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I do the same thing every Sunday is our prep day as well. And we try to prep stuff for the week. It just makes, makes life so much easier. Um, so you don't have to spend necessarily all that time every single day. Absolutely. Do you have any, uh, advice on making say Louisiana Southern style food? Is there, what's your favorite recipe? You know, we actually, we eat, we eat a ton of Asian food now just cause it, it tends to, um, kind of translate really well. Okay. Um, you know, I, there's not, there's not a lot that you would, you know, probably expect to find in a Cajun restaurant that looks like what we eat these days. So okay. that's a, that's a tough one. Um, but you know, a, a lot of that is, is that there's a lot of stuff that I used to eat before that was what we would, we would, you know, call Cajun or that was in my kind of limited capacity of things to cook that were Cajun that was just had a ton of fat and a ton of salt. And so because those things don't really play a huge part in what we eat these days, we've kind of moved away from it. Fair but um, yeah, any given night we're probably, more on the on the asian track than anything else awesome that's so cool well thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me it was awesome speaking with you today yeah thanks for the opportunity thanks for you doing and so what's your website again so that people can go there yeah they can go directly to big change the film that's kind of just a, a launching page the best way to find out kind of what's going on uh, week to week is through the Facebook uh, page, and that is just facebook.com forward slash big change the film. Also, I'm on Instagram as big change the film, but Facebook is kind of the big thing. And then, actually, if I could mention one other thing, one thing that I'm really excited about that we're going to do next year, and I'm going to have information on that hopefully before the end of the year, is there's a bunch of people that I've interviewed or that I've just kind of connected with, including both Tim and Josh, who are going to who are going to be running the uh, the Leadville uh, half and full marathon next uh, next June seventeenth, I believe. Awesome. So and so, where is that? It's in Leadville, Colorado. Okay. Uh, Josh and I kind of randomly last minute uh, ran the half last year, and uh, the half is actually like fifteen point five miles. Uh, Leadville is the tallest town in America, so you start at um, ten thousand two hundred feet, and then you get up to somewhere in the thirteen thousand range. Oh wow. Um, and, uh, so kind of just, you know, on a whim did that last year 
And then he came up and then, you know, was just like, well, you know, we got to go back now. And then started talking with Tim and other people actually just rented an Airbnb, a whole house that'll kind of be a clubhouse of sorts. It'll be a place for, for, you know, to be able to share meals. And then a couple people will be staying there. And um, we're going to be there for for basically the whole weekend. And hopefully it's actually kind of looking like there's going to be a decent amount of people who are going to come. So that's incredible. Uh, I can't I can't wait to sit on the starting line with a bunch of people who have all lost, you know, combined thousands of pounds <laughs> and then and then uh, and then do this thing that, you know, previously we would have all said was impossible. A giant run through the mountains, like ba- basically unexpected, like unbelievable five yeah. years, 10 years ago. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Thanks so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Absolutely. Have a great day. You as well. Well, alas, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the Mend It Pass podcast at www.menditpaths.com. Have something to say? Send us an email at contact at menditpaths.com. That's contact at M-E-N-D-E-D p-a-t-h-s dot com see you all next time visit mendicpass.com and get back to bed now